podcast where nick dresses up while i can't see him on camera how's you it can going just call me asian cooper nice oh god i love it looking good Marcus, what is this show this is a show where two best friends get together every week to give each other something that they love something that they cherish and the other one tries it and then we gather together on this podcast, on this Twitch stream, to talk about that thing. Yes, that's right. And this week, I decided to dress up like a tax accountant and give you guys financial advice. <laughs> Get ready, pull out your pocketbooks, because we're about to do some accounting. Hell yeah. No, that's not you, Marcus. Why am I dressed up like this? Nick, you're dressed like that because this week we did Twin Peaks. Woo! Twin Peaks, baby. Before oh, yeah. we get into that, before we get into that, you got to You got to do your thing. Nick. You got to you got to shoot your shot. You got to s- spread your ass cheeks wide and let that clout out, baby. Well, if I'm being honest, I do it every week. You should, you don't want a chance. I mean, I'm always plugging and saying our hand. I am, I'm always letting the audience know that at now try this cast is where they can get at us on Instagram, Facebook and everywhere else they can get at people. I'm always telling people to leave five star reviews yeah. on Apple iTunes and we'll read them live here on the podcast. I'm always telling people about the wonderful community we're curating on Patreon.com slash now try this cast where <laughs> uh-huh, they can influence uh-huh, yeah. our challenges every month. I do that wow. every week. Maybe do you want the chance to? You know what? I think I think I'll do it later. I I, I oh, in the okay. spirit of David Lynch, I will just randomly drop now try this cast into things. Maybe mysterious omens, maybe prophecies from a one uh-huh. one-armed man. Who knows? Who knows? Could come from anywhere. Who is the one-armed man? I'm so confused. I I am so <laughs> upset about this. I don't this twi- <laughs> Twin Peaks is okay. Before we get to before we get to that guys, last week we did one night in Miami, uh, a lot of people yes, were there we for that conversation. It was wonderful. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash now try this cast is when we hold these conversations. Join us. Let us yep. know what you think. Uh, last week's One Night in Miami was a great episode. Please go check it out. This week is Twin Peaks. I am dressed up, but it is Marcus's episode. I just wanted to make my girlfriend go to a Goodwill and buy me a blazer. See how much she loves me. She loves me quite a bit, obviously. I have wow, that's it's. I'm glad it worked out for you. I feel like Manhattan it has better blazers. It could have blown up in my face. Yeah, not the blazer. Asking my girlfriend to go buy me a blazer. That's what could have <laughs> blown up, and it did not. We're here to speak, speak of it. I am not crying. I'm not sad. I'm in high spirits. It's it was a success. It's a good. It was a it's success. a good. Good blazer and guys if you're listening at home join the twitch stream create a twitch account it's free join us follow us and for you can, now you can see his beautiful beautiful as soon as we become big podcast suit. boys there will be a paywall prepare yourself <laughs> no there won't there will, uh, but there will be 2022 paywall money burning a hole in your pocket feel free to give give a look at our patreon at now try this cast and, and, and donate for a dollar a month. You can vote on all future challenges. And for five dollars a month, you can leave us suggestions. And if you want to leave more than that, we'll give you your own private stream. Let us know. We are for sale. Just <laughs> let us know. Drop in those DMs, baby. Yeah, let us know how much you need for us to just stream for one so person. The the person that and I know these are derogatory turns, but I, I'm going to roll with it. The person that 
finances somebody else is a sugar daddy and the babies are sugar babies sugar mommies are sugar daddies and then the person that benefits financially from these situations are the sugar babies Uh what are we sugar poppies sugar potties sugar casters no what is the no we're just sugar babies still No, I want to coin a we're, phrase. What's the? Oh, you want to coin a phrase? We're, yeah. we're uh, shells. We're whores. We will sugar sh- shells. Let you. We'll do it naked. We will do whatever it takes to get that sweet, sweet podcast money. You've taken it too far because that's some people's real jobs. You won't do <laughs> that it is naked. Not what we're doing? I, how uh, much? Mm. I want to know before we get into the Twin Peaks. How much would it take for you to do the podcast naked? <sighs> what What platform are we streaming it on? Because it can't be Twitch. It's no it's private. That no it's just like see. what someone someone shows up into our slides into our DMs on Patreon okay. and it's like uh-huh. I will give how is you it, how is it, this know, amount like, of exactly money. How is a phrase like? What's the hello? I'm not okay. sure. I want. I need to hear the hear the. Are spotlight. you ready? Here, close your eyes. Yeah, I'm ready. Close your eyes and picture it. Okay. My dearest young <laughs> chaps, I would love to procure a private stream from both of you. My one request is that you be naked. Money is no option, but if you say too high of a price, I will disappear. <laughs> no option? Do you mean no? I don't think you mean no option. Money no, is no option. The... Money is no no option. Object. 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 Money is nothing. Money means nothing. <laughs> Money means something. Hey, if I got that message, yeah, sure. Wait, how much? How much? I've asked. I... The question was how oh. much? <laughs> You have to um, give him a price, but if you go too high, he's gonna go away. I don't know, just like a month's rent. A month's rent? That's, That's less a lot than, of New York City. That? That's less than a thousand. That's a thousand. That's like a thousand. Yeah. Okay, guys, for a thousand dollars each, <laughs> <laughs> too cheap. I mean, we can out. do a private stream where we are naked and we stream whatever we talk about, whatever it is that you want us to try. We'll add it to the Patreon. Sorry, I'm writing in my own chat saying, Nick, worth a grand. Nice. <laughs> no, that was a wow. Bad guys and B-sides, Nick, says you're worth a grand. That's nice. Thank you, bad guys and mm-hmm. B-sides. Thank you so Definitely much. Marcus, you what have you been trying this week? Oh, man, I've been uh, trying to. Uh, we tried something new together. <gasps> Actually, <What did> we, <gasps> we had a bonus stream where we tried Pokemon Radical Red. Guys, we tried to <laughs> Nuzlocke Radical Red, and to find out how we did, you can check out the live stream that's there on Twitch for a little while, but do not worry, we will be adding it to our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Oh, we don't have the URL yet. It, uh, just just go on YouTube and search Now Try This Cast. You'll find it. Go to, just actually, you know what? Actually, Even easier. Go to NowTryThisCast.com. Go not try, to notrythiscast.com. Everything's yes, on. Go go to our socials and you can find a link to everything. Marcus, this conversation has me questioning one more thing though, because you know what we don't have on notrythiscast.com? What? An Amazon wish list. Hey, are you thinking about like all the OnlyFans girls who have Amazon yeah, wish list? Why don't we have a wish list? What would be on your wish list? Besides video podcast games. Stuff, obviously, we want like oh okay, that was easy. Great. It was video video games, but the same things. On my, I have, if anybody who knows me well knows that I have a running wish list that I add to all year long instead of You're buying stuff. You're the only stuff. person that I know that actually uses that function. Whenever I want to go impulse buy something, I don't do it. I try to save my money and I just add it to this wish list and it gives me not as satisfying of a feeling as buying it. I will admit that. 
but it does scratch an itch. And because there's I added a prospect the that someone out there might buy it for you. And then I wait and I wait. And then when Christmas time comes or my birthday comes and people are like, oh, I want to get you something. I'm like, here's this long ass list with a million different things on it. Go there and buy me something from there. And I would greatly I want you appreciate guys, it. I want you everyone to know that Marcus and I have been best friends for a very long time. I love Marcus very dearly. Not once have I used that wish list. Mostly, <laughs> that, mostly because true. I'm the stubborn kind of fool who says, I don't need a fucking wish list to tell me what to fucking buy for Christmas or birthdays. And then, you know, sometimes I nail it, sometimes I don't. What are you going to do? But whatever. <laughs> I like to live my life dangerously. That Marcus, is true. What are we, Marcus, what are we doing this week? Oh, God. Nick, this week, we I challenged you to watch Twin Peaks. Oh, my God. Marcus, why in the world, out of all the things you could give me as a... You know what I just realized? What? I don't know what I'm challenging you at the end of this episode. Oh, I should figure well, that out, huh? No, don't figure it out oh, now. Panic. We're talking about Twin Peaks. Panic. Figure it out later. Uh, uh, Marcus, figure it out later. Marcus, what, why, why in the world, out of all the things to choose, would you choose Twin Peaks? Nick, I picked Twin Peaks because this is a show that has haunted me for a long time. And not in a fun way, but in the way that everyone who watches it and also knows me is like, Marcus, you will love this show. This is 100% your jam. This is something that you would want to watch over and over again. It's something you'd love forever. And so I, on numerous occasions, have tried to watch Twin Peaks. I watched the first episode nine times total now, once extra because of the podcast, but it took me eight times of watching it to finally get through the first episode and be interested in watching the rest of it. And it took a global Ooh. pandemic and everyone staying indoors for me to try to find a show. So we've been having weekly Twin Peaks nights in our home. And every week we watch one episode of Twin Peaks with in our in our podcast, in our not podcast bubble, in our quarantine bubble. Quarantine bubble. <laughs> and it's been it's been fun. It's been a huge part of getting us through quarantine. It's been something to look forward to in these crazy it. times. And we're not we are almost done because they released season three, which takes place years later. And so we are making our way through that. And we're almost done. But we watched the movie. We've watched like videos There's about it. We've watched a lot of stuff. There's a movie called Fire. Can you? OK, me. before. So there's we have. OK. <laughs> so we have so much to talk about it but can you do me and our listeners a huge favor and go through the etymology of the show because you just said something that i didn't even know i didn't know there was a movie so i obviously okay. know very little so there's a lot to talk about this movie i mean about this tv show it all started in 1990 <laughs> <laughs> no so basically the show no is... do it that way it started in 1990 no, okay. this the show is a, a take on a procedural cop drama from the minds of David Lynch and Mark Frost. Mark Frost is known for writing procedural cop shows, and he teamed up with David Lynch, who at the time had made Dune, the movie, which I also love. Oh. And Elephant Man, I believe he made by them. He was The one with Cher? Oh, maybe. Let's see. Let's look it up quickly. Ninth, well, there's, the 19th, like, there's a lot of like let's Elephant see, Man. Let's see. Let's like, see. The weird one. Not the not the fun one. Oh, I'm thinking of the fun one. In 1980, Elephant Man with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I'm thinking of the 1985 Mask, who suffers from Elephant Man syndrome with Sh oh, Great okay. movie. <laughs> great movie. But, there's a great scene where there's a blind girl and she's like, describe to me the color orange. And he's like, ugh. 
Uh, sorry, go on. So he directed the 1980 Elephant Man. He directed Dune. He was sort of disenfranchised with Hollywood already. And so he After teamed two up. two movies? Fucking suck it up. Bro. 100%. And he teamed up with Mark Frost to make a TV show. And, if it, and a lot of times people will say, Twin Peaks, David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch. But Mark Frost was a huge reason that Twin Peaks made any kind of sense at all. And that it got the success that it did. Because it had the mystery. It had its basis in something that was familiar in order for David Lynch to then take it off the rails. So together, oh, they made sure. Twin Peaks. Mark Frost was a writer on Six Billion Dollar Man, Hill Street Blues, mm-hmm. The Equalizer. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. This show, it's a weird combination. I was I looked into it and I wish the story of them meeting was more interesting, but it's really just like, oh, uh, they, they're agents to each other and they just had a meeting. That was yeah, oh. nothing really interesting. But they were fast friends and they hit it off even though that they were even though they were pretty different people. David Lynch was an artist in originally and he went to art school and tried to study art. And then he got into films because he was like, ah, art isn't enough. It's not it doesn't tell enough of a story and so he wanted he was like what I if i would art argue could neither move? do david lynch films please go please, please you go. haven't watched enough <laughs> so he was like, i don't know if i've watched any david lynch besides this sorry go on go on you t- yeah you t- so he was just like art needs to move and i want to see it move and i want to be the man that makes it move so he went on to make movies that's a very short version or it's very abridged oh, version of what you forgot to mention uh eraserhead like that's Eraserhead like also, yes. That's a critically that's a Oh, that was one, probably yeah. how he that was his ticket from there, right? He probably well, made Eraserhead. It was more Elephant Man, because Elephant Man won awards and stuff. Eraserhead oh, was Eraserhead was viewed as like a weird movie and oh, it didn't it wasn't it's as well received as Elephant now, Man. Hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, Eraserhead now is the like fucking classic, now everybody loves it. But yeah. it wasn't at the time. Got it. Not at the okay. time. Okay. And then they made a movie? Sorry, what? And then they made a movie of Twin oh, Peaks. Oh, Twin Peaks? Yes. Yeah. So the Twin Peaks show comes out. It's a hit. It is popular as fuck. Everyone loves really? it. It's wildly. Yes. It's so much so there have been like crazy stories. I told you last episode, but apparently the Queen apologized to Paul McCartney for having to leave his concert early because she wanted to catch Twin Peaks. Seems made up. Please go on. <laughs> Who knows? It's wild. It has incredible success. It's managed to get a bunch of like celebrity cameos and stuff like that on it because it's just it was just that popular. And actually, a controversial opinion of mine is that I think that its popularity might have ruined the show a bit. As you're watching it, you can tell that it like affected the show. Yeah, because what happened is David Lynch had his vision for the show, what he wanted to do. And then he was facing pressure of constant cancellation. So he had to kind of like make up cliffhangers that he then was going to resolve later on. And then also last two seasons. Yeah, but those are but it's still it's not getting canceled. It was a week by week thing. It's shows came out differently back then. So you're working on it the whole time. It's not like you finish the season and then release it week by week. You're still working on it. As it's airing. They don't do that now. They do that. They still do that. I guess. Yeah, I guess some shows do that. But it's less rare. Right now, like, you just have a whole... The whole season can come out. Wait, but so, it was so popular. Why did it only last two seasons? Well, because the popularity dropped off slowly as the show went on. Because people wanted to know who the killer was immediately. So people were, like, desperate to find out who the killer was. They wrote petitions to, like, make force David Lynch to say oh. who the killer was. And all this stuff. And so eventually he was, like, forced by the company and by the fans to reveal the killer way earlier than he like planned on revealing the killer. So then he was left with like a whole nother season 
like he revealed the killer early or than he expected. So he was left with a bunch of episodes that he had to write shit for. I think he ended up leaving the show in the middle of it. It like has a complex history. And it's still viewed as one of the best TV shows of all time. A hundred percent. And years later, he got the chance, thanks to Showtime, to be able to continue the show and make new episodes. Uh, okay, so, right. <laughs> Glad you cleared that up. Because obviously Lynch- I was want for questions, but you... Oh boy, that w- that made it super clear now. Now I know what I, we're dealing oh with. Oh my god. You, it's not your fault, It's Marcus. David Lynch. You're not going to know what you're dealing with. He is, you did a great is, job. He is you an artist, and he's uh, he's got a big brain, okay? I'm so sorry. There's if you people who love Rick and Morty, okay, and can truly understand Rick and Morty, those are the only people that can understand David Lynch, okay? That's all I'm saying. Okay, Marcus, <laughs> let me let me tell you my experience with David Lynch. That was good. That was good. That that, that, was, that good. was that's it. I have never watched a David Lynch thing in my life. I've never watched Elephant Man, Dune, Eraserhead, Mulholland Drive, none of these shits. I'm never very did. excited to after watching. I watched Dune first, then I got into Twin Peaks, or maybe I got into I don't know. I watched one of them, and then I watched the other one, and I love them, and I'm excited to continue diving into David Lynch's filmography. If you ever give me my holiday job, I'm going to quit this podcast. So, Why? So, Marcus, my experience with this show is I have heard about it as being the best TV show ever. I have, It has a reputation beyond itself. It is a part of the zeitgeist. That is it. Mm-hmm. I've only ever heard of it. I know that What's-His-Face from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Tom McLaughlin is in it. You know I, him I, from I know Desperate the... Housewives? I hate you so much. He was on that show for way more seasons than fucking Twin Peaks. What? But Twin Peaks was more important to Maybe TV. Maybe How many more people watch? Who do you think watched more? Who do you think has the higher view count? Desperate Housewives or Twin Peaks? Tell me that. Tell me that. Twin Peaks. Absolutely not. Desperate yeah, Housewives you was don't fucking know. phenomenal. You don't know. Where, where are you going to base that? Where are you going to base that on? Okay, I'll fucking look it up. I'll look it up. You can't look it up. No, stop looking things up. Are you? We gotta go. We gotta get into the episode. There's nothing to get into. Uh, so my experience with David Lynch. Hold on. I got it. Okay. There's this show. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you why I like this show. I told you about the show. I didn't tell you why I liked it. Okay. And I wanna. I wanna get. I was gonna ask you why you liked it after I told you my experience of it. Okay. Well, I'm skipping ahead because I'm. I'm gonna. We're fighting. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. I like this show, Nick, because. It took me nine times that's of watching not, the first that's, episode. That's like, that's like, that's like Belle and Beauty the Beast explaining I finally love the Beast because I've been stuck in this castle so Stockholm long. Stockholm Syndrome good... is the reason I love Twin Peaks, baby. No, I made it through and, and I, I found myself laughing so much at random moments that I'm not sure if I was supposed to laugh at or appreciate. There were so many good moments. There's so many memorable lines. All of the characters are just like, so much fun i love it oh, we got a dollar and a note but the don't went away too fast i'm sorry thank you mr hall oh thank you mr hall for your donation I think you said we're we like 20 minutes into you. the episode and now we're getting to twin peaks <laughs> sorry hey, about that hey hey if you came here for a twin peaks talk you came to the right place because that is what we we're supposed to be doing <laughs> okay Nick, start us off. Yes. Episode one. So that was all I knew about the show. All I knew was that it's fucking weird. And here's the thing. Marcus, I like weird things. You know, I do, do. you I like sometimes you, know what? you say now you I, like weird things. And then every time. No, no. Sometimes you say you like weird things. And then every time it's like it's like has to be situational, which I understand. 
But that's different than liking I, weird things. I think liking weird things. I, I think you're enca- encapsulating dumb things with weird things because what? Like, so this I don't is, know. Is I mean, this a dumb or a I weird like thing? Rubber. Where does this fall? I, I like rubber. Rubber's weird. Rubber's dumb. <laughs> and maybe I like dumb things that I don't like weird <laughs> things. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Fucking. What was PG? What was Psycho Gorman? Is that weird or is that dumb? It's a dumb weird thing. Oh, see, that's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I. I also let you know that I watched all this show with my girlfriend and she mm-hmm. is was not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she loved the queen. So, the queen loves Twin Peaks. I'm just going to say that. She, Sorry, I think Lexi. that's why she was open to it. And <laughs> I, that's, I used up all my good clout. I got it. I got it. I got so it. the show starts with the fucking, okay. God damn it. I don't even know where to start. So, the show starts with this fucking emotional homage to like a foregone part oh, of America that's I like weird fucking music and like birds and sawmills. And I'm like, can I be honest? Yeah. I'm going to be super honest. The first okay, like 20 minutes of the show, I liked it. I was like, <laughs> what's happening? Why is this yeah. this weird homage to old mm-hmm. America? You get to that's meet exactly this, like, what it is. This, this country, hold on, this country bumpkin that's like, gone fishing that's the first line of the show that's the first line that anyone says in the show gone fishing (laughs) to say he's about to go fishing and then he says and then as he's like looking out at the water he's like the longhorn foghorn blows and i'm like okay (laughs) and then he finds a dead body wrapped up and the cops come and wrapped in plastic i think the premise of a show of middle america i mean it takes place in washington but it's kind of like middle america right i mean yeah that's the intention the intention was Middle America, small town, murder. Right. I don't know why, but I don't know why they didn't put it in Middle America. Washington is in Middle America. Anyway. Well, I, I'll, I, I actually have the answer for that. It was because oh, of the it? studios. David Lynch wanted it to oh, be in a small wow. town, and it was supposed to be like the the, the town's population Colorado, was supposed to be about Kansas. a thousand yeah. or something like that. Like he wanted a very, very small town where you could oh, literally meet everybody in the show. Exactly. So they, so the so the studio was like, no, that's too small. You need to make it bigger. And he was like, why? Wow. That's stupid. And they're like, no one wants to watch a show about a small town. And he was like, yes, they do. And then so they were arguing and they they won in the end. And so they made the population of the town 51,000. So I kind of think they he put that scene there as like spite. Because you obviously see that there's not that many people in the town. Yeah, 51,000. The reason I wrote down the population is 51,201 is when that shot, shot up on the screen. Lexi made a great joke and she's like, 51,200 now. <laughs> That's good. That was oh, a good oh. joke. We have in the chat, what Mr. Hulse said was that we're 20 minutes in and still have that wait music before the podcast starts stuck in his head because it's so catchy oh it is super catchy thank you mr hall shout Thanks out the to dollar. mr hall for that wonderful comment marcus curated the music good job on you you it was honestly too catchy not to make the start theme so music. so this show starts with all this good faith right about what you're gonna get you're gonna get this murder mystery mm-hmm. weird quirky people in this small town and the show starts off that way right it starts uh-huh. off that way you meet all these people you're meeting all these like connections like this person is married to this person this person sleeping with this person this person knows this person and you're like yeah okay okay i can okay but somewhere along the way in the first episode and then definitely in the second and then fucking so much so in the third <laughs> this show falls under the weight of itself because it is it doesn't want to say anything about anything so scene after scene after scene more and more nothing happens 
But why By is the it end nothing? Of the third, it's it, it's literally. What do you mean nothing? It's what, literally what like a woman comes home and there's Marcus. If you're telling me that I'm supposed to care and be entertained by five vignette scenes interlocked in all these episodes about the quietest drape runner in the world, <laughs> then you are fucking crazy. <laughs> but what am I supposed to take away from this show? What do you mean? What are you supposed to take away from this show? I'm supposed to take away a murder mystery. It's supposed to be a murder mystery. This isn't a murder mystery. It's great. Oh, man. It is a murder mystery. Okay. The, the show doesn't who, care about the murder mystery. Her? Nick, if, do you know who fucking murdered her? No, I don't. But the show doesn't care. I, it doesn't care. <laughs> the and show if the show cares. doesn't care. The show wants to introduce you to all these wonderful characters that are in the town who are both curious. Okay. And they're so, and they're interesting, and they're fun, and they're quirky and weird. And some of them are charming, some of them are fucking strange, and you're wondering what the fuck's going on. That did, did the, Marcus, I can't Marcus. believe yeah. that you heard the lady talk about her drapes, and you were like, "No, I'm good. I don't care about those drapes." How how dare you? How dare Marcus, you? Marcus, there are some scenes like you're describing, but this the show also has tons of scenes where, like for example, in the third episode. The, the guy in the motorcycle and the best friend to the murderee are sitting on the couch talking about nothing, about how nice it is that they like each other. There's there's a four-minute scene about You've never the, had those moments? That's not relatable? You don't sit on the couch, talk to your girlfriend about how much you guys like each other? Oh, I love you, baby. I love you too, baby. You ever, that's yes, relatable. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, relatable it, is, as fuck. it would be relatable if the show wasn't a murder mystery noir <laughs> show. There's it time for both. all of it. There's time for all of it. Is no, there's not. There's only eight episodes in the season. There's time for all of it. <laughs> you got to pace out the mystery. So that's what I'm okay. saying. There is no, there, there is there. Okay. So, so, okay. So what I about the like, letter under I her feel, fingernail? Huh? What is that? That's a mystery. <laughs> I feel like pacing is something for me. That's like so crucial in all entertainment. This yeah. show, David Lynch doesn't know what pacing means. <laughs> I get that. I get that. The, the show thing. doesn't ebb and flow. Those quiet moments are necessary, I think, in a good show. They're, like, so important. Yeah. Like, like the, the moments of fucking in Invincible, when when the guy is just talking about how he's connecting to his son, so necessary when there's a big bombastic fight coming, right? That's pacing. This show, it, it doesn't ebb and flow. It doesn't flow. It just ebbs. <laughs> or, or, hold on. Okay, I'm going to explain okay. something. I'm going to explain a little sure. bit more. Because I need Please. to, I need to, I need to really have everyone at home understand my relationship between peaks a little bit. Because I, I need you to, because I don't want to just shit on the show for now. The show is not conventional at all. That is why mm. it is just such a, it's, it's based in reality, but it is so not realistic. The, the way the acting is, and some of these people are good actors, like they have good actors on the show at points. And you can tell that they are intentionally acting off, you know? And there's so many things about the show and the world that's off. And I do feel like that's intentional because later on you have like good actors on, like you have Naomi Watts in an episode in the third season and, and she's great. I mean, she's in more than just an episode. Yeah, it's magical realism. And it's I just, it's I have a lot so, of things to say, finish. <laughs> it's so interesting. But I will say this, I, one of the show, one of the episodes I hate the most, not of the show, but of all TV ever 
is a Twin Peaks episode. I hate it. It made me actually angry and it made me so mad that I wasted my time watching Twin Peaks. But at the same time, I can't help but love the show. I don't know That's what it is works, about Marcus. the show. You are, I, maybe you... it is Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe I've just been captured in, in my apartment alone and I've gotten a little mad. Okay. And now I love Twin Peaks. I don't know what it is, but Marcus, something about it is just there, there, there are parts of the show to love, right? There are parts of the show that I do love. I do love weird. I do love kooky. I do love quirky. Like the fact that the show, when at the, in the first episode, we're in the halls of the school and you get a random kid going <laughs> in the background. That's supposed to mean something. That's supposed to make me feel something. That's supposed to make me feel off. It's supposed to do something. I like that kinds of stuff. But, but yeah. it it feels – it doesn't feel smart. It feels – it feels pretentious when it should feel smart. And it feels slow when it should feel quaint. What's and an example feels... of a smart show though? Just so I have like a, a reference. I mean Invincible smart. We just did that show. I guess – I. That's not that's not like an intellectual show though. You're not thinking about anything. It's just superheroes punching each other. Show. You know an what I mean? Intellectual show, an intellectual newsroom. Thank you, Lexi. That is a wonderful example. But that's just of a, a show. show about current events. That's like, it, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. But but he, this was what it's I not, mean. It's, it's not like, a show about current events. It's about like the I mean. world. That, it's, it's about like thinking. that's still a regular show. It's not a show that is attempting to portray magical realism or have prophecies in it and, and have fantasy involved in the show it's just yeah there's but nothing the show, else like, like this but here's the thing that maybe maybe that's where the show is going right but that is not what's in the first three episodes it's not like setting up there's a call it's not like setting up there's like magic going on it's like per, it's like purposely putting its middle middle finger in my face when i'm like when it gives me something interesting like oh is it about to be a I don't know. It didn't talk about it for two more episodes. I don't. Are you not going to mention the coconut again? Like, what do we? Are we just we? Okay, okay. So you get you leave me with an interesting character, an interesting doctor that yeah. seems like he's having an affair with yeah, his yeah. client who's in high school that might be a murderer who's weird and kooky and like listens uh-huh. to the tapes and then he's just not in the next episode. <laughs> what is the show? That's not how okay. you do that. Okay, okay, okay. So I will say this: David Lynch, I think, is crazy, um, but in a way that. Oh. <laughs> I like in an artist. I I, I I like seeing content from people I think are a little crazy because they Do you just have another example? open up your That's perspective. You on the spot. Well, I think, I mean, the, the guy who made The Shining, he's a little crazy. Ah, uh, you know, uh, I, what's his name? Lindenberg? Kubrick. That's not right. Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. <laughs> I, I like people that pour themselves into their work yeah. in a way that makes them like crazy and, and drives sure. them mad. And I like seeing that portrayed on film. And that is not a thing that's always available because people everything's so procedural everything's just the same you, you know people are just trying to make money so they like, lose yeah. art and they don't always lose themselves in it in an interesting way and i think that's the fun part of television and movies is that you get to connect with artists in a in a just a different way that you don't always get to yeah and so i think go ahead there's a part of that that's in this film and i mean I've, I've I listen to just a lot of video. I watch a lot of interviews and stuff like that, trying to figure out more about David Lynch and how his mind works. And honestly, like I said, I do think he's a little crazy. There's a character in the show called Bob, and I don't you've you've seen him. Bob? He's the guy that was like standing behind the bed frame, like peeking through the bed frame. The vision of him. We've only seen yes. him in visions. Yes, we've only seen him in visions. 
So Bob, here's a little behind the scenes story of how Bob became a part of Twin Peaks. He was I feel the, like you're going to make me hate this more. Maybe, but I love it because it's so weird and only a crazy person can make the show and I love it. So he was the set dresser for Twin Peaks and they started filming and he was fixing something behind the bed or, some, or behind the dresser or whatever. And he got caught on camera and David Lynch went, I like the way that looks. He ended up in the mirror or whatever by accident. And he liked the way that looked. So then he integrated him <laughs> into the You're show. You're describing everything about why I hate this. <laughs> and he was like, I like him. And he seems creepy and weird. It's just, there's so many actors that got put on the show because he was like, I like him. Or he thought it'd be funny if like this actor that he liked when he was a kid was on the show. Shit like that. So I think you just described exactly why I hate the show. Great. Perfect. Thank you. So, <laughs> so I think that i like that kind of art as well right i like going to see a black i'll go see a black box theater show where like the main character is gluttony and the other character spits in his face because he's capitalism right i'll see that whatever (laughs) sure fine like give me your artsy shit fine whatever okay okay but i'm not gonna fucking sit here and like devote tons of time and stuff so like so just just talking about miracle magical realism right like i think a show, a procedural, a murder mystery that like includes this other stuff mm-hmm. that's weird and random and hasn't been done before. I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. But I can tell there wasn't a plan. And I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be insulting. But you just described to me that there wasn't a plan. I can tell you 100% there was no plan. They were. I hate <laughs> that. I hate that so much. They were writing the show and they were like, who killed Laura Palmer? <laughs> I hate that. That's why Force Awakens sucks, uh-huh. right? That's why you can tell when you're watching Force Awakens, there's no stakes. No, there's no Force heart. Awakens there's no sucks because it's a copy of a movie and there's nothing in it. I, I do think that there is passion in this. And this I don't is a copy of procedurals whatever. and they're changing it just to change it. They're making it weird just to make it weird. I don't think it's just to make it weird. I, I genuinely don't think David Lynch is capable of making a normal movie. Like 100%. I would I would bet a million dollars that he is incapable of making a normal movie. PR Romeo in the chat just said Twin Peaks is a show for devising theater people. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, Force also, Awakens is still not. It's, it's definitely not better than the prequels. Get the fuck it's out of here. It's not better than the prequels. Just chat. agree. Yeah. The prequels, are, prequels are prequels. fucking art. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I've turned the fucking new movies have turned me into a prequel boy. And I fucking Oh, a hundred percent. I rewatched the prequels like a couple weeks ago and not bad (laughs) they're 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 bad but they're like but something's happening but something's happening exactly the story is progressing lore is being added but just to when you said magical realism i was like you're right there is some kind of magical realism show but why don't i like it and i was trying to think of an example of something else that i like that did have magic realism and i remember the 2014 oscar movie birdman i think that's a great example of a of a movie or show that takes something and there is magical realism embedded in it where you're not sure if he's going crazy, if he really is talking to his alter ego. Like there's this like, do you don't know what's going on kind of yeah. thing? It's magical realism. I do love magical realism. And that made me, that made me remember it. The reason I, I think I don't like this is it just, I oh, like, it doesn't feel like sometimes it, sometimes it feels like there's so much going on that it has to be, there has to be a plan. There has to be a veil that's going to be lifted, that I'm going to learn something. And then more time goes on and then more time goes on. And I've and it's and it's not only me that has forgotten about that yeah. thing. The show has forgotten about that thing. 
So, like, for an example, in the Hold first on, to episode, be fair, you have only watched three episodes. Just for everybody at home, I've watched listening, a third of the first season. That's a third of the first season. You watched only three episodes. <laughs> that is less than a third of the first season. No, that is a third. No, third I guess the first season is only eight, eight, episodes. eight episodes. It's more. I've watched more. Okay. I've watched more, and the first episode is twice as long. Okay. So okay, okay I've okay. almost watched half. But you don't find any of it charming or fun or endearing. What do you think about Coop? Do you not like? Do you hate Coop? Don't Who's tell Coop? me you hate Coop. Cooper? Yeah. I'll, I'll get to him in a second. So the so. Just for an example of why of where my headspace was where I was watching this first okay. episode. The first episode, <clears throat> as you're talking to the mom about the dead girl, behind her <laughs> This is so dumb. This is why I fucking hate this show. So behind her are two articles of food. And one of them is a box of Captain Crunch that has been renamed Crunchies. And one of them is a box a box of Quaker oats with the guy, the normal guy on it. Uh-huh. But it's but there's a label over that says cereal. <laughs> So I'm over here thinking, okay, so the show is obviously about a serial killer and David Lynch is like putting it in my face and like, and there's like extra like things happening, but like the more, and then like the fact that the, 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 the cops are always eating donuts, not to a comical I love uh, degree, so much. not to a comical degree, it's to, to a, a degree. degree. No, it's past that. It's like trying to say something is like what's happening in my head. So yeah. like, oh, is this a commentary? I, but then it just keeps happening so much that I'm like, uh-huh. is this a joke? Am I a joke? Is this yeah. something? You know, okay, by so- the end of this third episode, I'm being driven crazy by these details that uh-huh. at, this, at one part seems so important and so smart. But at yeah. the other part, it seems so random and yes. so dumb. And yeah. I'm like, am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to be angry? Am yeah. I supposed to figure it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're describing Twin Peaks. <laughs> you did it. You get. You understand Twin Peaks. You won the podcast. Good job, Nick. Congratulations. You're describing Twin Peaks. That's how it feels to watch it, and it's not for Why everybody. A hundred percent. It's not for everybody. It is. It may not even be good in the conventional sense of like being good. I don't. I could not fucking tell you why so many people watch this. I watched this show and I'm like, I don't understand why it's pop, why it was popular. It should not have been popular by all accounts of, of what people like based on every fucking study, every, every algorithm. This should not have succeeded the way it did. You told me it was popular and I was flabbergasted. I would have sworn it was one of those TV shows that barely stayed on, like Firefly or something like that. It only got a cult following later. For you to tell me that it was popular while it was airing is baffling to me but mm-hmm. it makes sense in the 90s the 90s was the era of irony and in the 90s yeah. people weren't getting good content so anything they were craving anything different so i, I get it <laughs> but yeah I, I i also don't get it <laughs> also tv at the time wasn't what it is now right like yeah. i mean it wasn't even until breaking bad that like basic cable tv oh, shows prestige, got yeah, really shows, good yeah. you know true okay just because you talked about it i i do want to bring up the fact of the the cast in the show. So what's his what's his name? Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I love him. Kyle McLaughlin. He he is a he's one of those actors that I've loved for a long time. He was in he was in he was in Sex in the City. That was my first mm-hmm. introduction to him. Oh, he man. had a long arc where he was everyone listening to one at of the, home. Just just take that in. Just take that. I've watched all of Sex and the City multiple times. <laughs> the only reason you haven't gotten is because I don't want you to quit the podcast. Good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's the only re- It'll happen someday, but this yeah. is the only reason you haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> but I, I do want you to know my experience to this man is him 
being like a conservative that married the one conservative person out of the group. Like she's mm-hmm. like button up and like she didn't want to have sex with him before they got married. And then they got married and then he had erectile dysfunction and she had no idea. And oh, that was like the whole part. No. And I'll and I'll never forget at one point she catches him masturbating to a porno mag because mm-hmm. uh, it's early 2000s as it wasn't the internet yet. And she was like upset about it. But he's like, but baby, I got to masturbate. And she's like, okay, compromise. And she glued her face in the magazine to all the ladies in the magazine. <laughs> and yeah. so all so my permanent first image in my head of this guy is him masturbating oh, in the no. bathroom <laughs> while standing up to this magazine with his wife's picture on all the heads. Oh, no. I just wanted That's to share bad. that story. That's pretty funny. But in spite of that, he's still a wonderful actor. I, I mm-hmm. like him a lot. He's a great actor. He's really endearing. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Desperate Housewives, tons of stuff. Yeah. I will say David Lynch. Oh, I was going to say David Lynch does that thing where I feel like some directors, some writers will cast themselves in stuff. Not themselves, but they'll cast an avatar of themselves in something, you know, like if someone like someone might cast themselves as like, oh, Tom Cruise is me, basically, or whatever, you know. And sure. David Lynch definitely does that with Kyle MacLachlan. Like David Lynch, even oh, the so? talking to Diane, he straight up says it in interviews. But in talking to Diane, he has like a little tape recorder that he would record directorial notes on. And he had Kyle MacLachlan do the same thing before oh. like FBI information. I will say this. As I was watching the show with Lexi, repeatedly, I said every time A.G. Cooper came on, I said if he was in the whole show, I would be having a good time. Because in spite of all the stupid things that I'm like, is this good? Is this smart? Is this dumb? Is this random? Is this important? And I'm just getting frustrated. His charisma is awesome. He, yeah. Him being weird and kooky and this is the best coffee, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, God, I love he sells it. Cooper is so Cooper, good. Cooper is so great. Yeah. But honestly, the fact that he's in the show, honestly, so little compared to like, I feel like what he should be. I mean, maybe yeah. it changes, but like in these first three episodes, he's like there, but there's so much time on Laura's best friend and Bobby and the other fucking yeah. dweeb that he's running around he, with. He's a big and player. All this other but shit. He's a big player, but I, I would say that he does. There are a lot of other stories going on at the same time. But yeah, I, I wish it wasn't the case. I mean, or or all the stories him. was from his point of view. Here's my my view of your viewing of Twin Peaks. Here's my, my commentary <laughs> on your viewing of Twin Peaks. Okay. I think I think you get it, but you haven't been in it long enough. You know, like once you you get it, like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it art? Is it smart? You you you're at that point, and that's where I wanted you in the first three episodes. I, I mean, was like, that's you were getting, you get. were there, right? Remember, you oh, were 100%. there. I was yeah, there. Yeah, I'm still there. Like <laughs> I've moved on past that, and then I might have come <laughs> back a couple of times. Like it's just one of those shows where you're watching it and you're confused and you don't know what the fuck's going on, but you like it, and, and all the characters are charming, so you want to see what happens. And then at the end, eventually, it doesn't matter anymore. Eventually, you're like. I'm on this ride and I want to see it through. Maybe not. I will say, I will say that this ride has been so topsy terrible for just these three episodes. In the first episode, I remember commenting on the sheriff and things like, oh, he's like acting different than everyone else. And it's like weird. Why is he acting kind of weird? Whatever. I, I, I get maybe he's just not a good actor. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And then at the, in the middle of the third episode, I turned to Lexi and I was like, oh, I only like the sheriff now because he's the, <laughs> because he's the, only one acting sincerely 
everyone else is in this weird world yeah weird where they are rewarded for saying things strangely and like most of the time it does it makes you not like them actively yeah but the sheriff like is such like a normal person he is so that by the third episode i was like all right he got me what'd you say he's so endearing there's just so many characters that are just like likable i mean i love andy the guy who's crying every time he sees a dead body damn it i was gonna i was gonna tell you uh fucking andy and bonnie i do love them they're fucking yeah fantastic. they're great you know and they have if a it whole was just andy and bonnie with yeah. agent cooper and the sheriff like solving this crime in the city yeah I, it'd be a fucking great show yeah no but also your earlier point though is is very true the the, the murder definitely takes a backseat sometimes to the characters sometimes all the times i guess the third episode had nothing to do with the murder except the one scene but you know what sometimes that's how life is you know that's so not just because someone not gets when murdered you're watching in your a murder town, show that's not sometimes people get murdered it's more realistic sometimes people get murdered in your town and you forget about it you're not worried about it you're like whatever i'm gonna keep living my life that's like me telling you to go play a mario game and then you don't get to jump until the, the like fucking three third three hour mark and you're like that's no, paper mario <laughs> I never played Paper Mario, <laughs> but yes, I don't know. I th- I think I think I just I think I don't know. 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 It's okay. Because... It's okay. It's okay that you don't. Know. It's okay that you don't. Know. It's okay that you don't. Know. But Nick, do you have any predictions about what's going to happen next on the show? Absolutely not. I do not want to no? put spoilers for this fucking oh, game. Oh, Nick, we're playing spoilers. <sighs> this is my piece. game. Yeah, I know. I, stole I made it. the game. <laughs> Play the Roll clip. in the clip. <laughs> now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And I, we're back, and I stole your game 100%. I was like, this is the perfect game for this episode. Honestly, I kind of guessed it was coming. Guys, if you want to hear us play other games of spoilers, go ahead and check out our Grey's Anatomy episode and our Gilmore Girls episode. Good, 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 good. That though, I'm glad you remember which ep- which episode we did spoilers on. I don't know how you remember these things. I'm, I'm always be plugging. I'm our, I'm our biggest fan. ABP. <laughs> okay, I'm our are you ready? Fan. Yeah. Does so, it work exactly how I think it does? It works the same. I'm gonna read something. You're gonna tell me whether it's a spoiler for the show or if I made it up. And you're going to, you get one lifeline. You get two lifelines. You get two lifelines. <laughs> okay. One lifeline you can ask the chat. Second lifeline uh-huh. you can call somebody and ask them. Oh, okay. I don't know who's watched the show. Exactly. How busy is Darren? I know Darren's at home. How busy is she right now? She's out to dinner right now. People pick up their phone on dinner, right? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't. Would that be weird okay, if I are called you ready? your girlfriend for my lifeline while she's not home? <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. I don't think uh, she would know how to handle that. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to call. One of oh, wait, the main no, I'm characters. Not. How many questions are there? There's, there's nine unless I come up with the tenth one. One okay, of the main characters of Twin Peaks has their soul trapped in the knob of a nightstand drawer at the Great Northern Hotel after coming into contact with the killer of the show. <laughs> I, like the hotel in The Shining? Do you want me to read it again? Wait, did you just name the hotel from The Shining? No. This is the hotel from Twin Peaks. Oh, I didn't know the name of it. <laughs> oh. Okay, are you ready? The Great North Hotel? Yes. The Great Northern Hotel. Doorknob. The Great Northern Hotel. Okay, so there's a doorknob. Somebody's soul is struck in the knob of the, a desk. Knob of a desk. The doorknob of a desk. Sure. The knob of a nightstand drawer. Nightstand. Well, I have seen nightstands in this show. I have seen nightstands. <laughs> so they exist. 
So our Good. first hurdle is, is checked. Rock. The Great Northern is a, is the hotel in the show. Another check. Twin Peaks I don't know. is the I name mean, of the show. Check. Triple check. You guys kept mentioning magical realism, but I hadn't seen any yet. So I have to assume it's coming like that. Like that's batshit crazy. Somebody's soul. Somebody's soul. Some buddy somebody because they come at the end of the third episode you get the dream sequence which we'll talk about later yeah but that could have just been a dream that could not be part of like and also the the whole part where he's throwing he's talking they say a name and then he throws a rock at a bottle that's magical marcus Marcus, that's not magical realism that's a fool that is that is fucking (laughs) it's a crazy man it worked it got it got him or or subconsciously the agent cooper was smart enough to know that the doctor was suspicious so that's the one he hit on that's how you ever maybe do you do you are you the person that thinks madame cleo was a real psychic or did he bypass his own prejudices to reach his subconscious through this game through the game of throwing the rocket marcus i'm gonna say the doorknob on the nightstand is true that's too crazy. I don't think you made that That's up. That's your final Not answer? Right off the bat. Nick, you're correct. It is true. That's fucking crazy. I can't fucking believe That's what a fucking dumbass. Okay, great. Perfect. It's genius. Okay. <laughs> Stuck in it. Do they get out? I can't tell you. David Lynch's son makes an appearance on the show as a magical boy who holds creamed corn in his hands. Are the secrets to the weird things going on in Twin Peaks in the creamy, corny goodness? Or... Is this a lie? The only reason I want to say right off the bat that this is true is because you mentioned David Lynch putting his sh- son in the show. You mentioned did I? No, that I didn't. You did. Okay, you were talking you about how you, you were talking about how he's a fucking crazy ass artist and he does random shit like puts his son in the show. You know, uh, and... his son is is the baby in a racer head. Oh, I mean, just another so, fact. He might also be this kid. So, so, so if David Lynch, okay, fool me once, shame on you. So if David Lynch puts son in the in the movie once. <laughs> Why couldn't he have done it again? And this show takes place 20 years after Eraserhead. So that, oh, but he wouldn't be. I mean, he would be his kid. He'd be 20. What? Read it again. No, a 20 year old. <laughs> no, that's this is why I'm going to say it's not true, because the, the timeline doesn't add up. Eraserhead, I think, is in the 70s and this show is in the 90s. <laughs> so that means that baby would be 20 and you wouldn't des- describe. Oh, wait, maybe he had more than one child. <laughs> I'm going to say it's true because I think David Lynch had more children. I love and he needed this to logic. Put them in stuff. I, he needed to put them in stuff to make it fair. He didn't want to play favorites. Final answer. He, he's just putting all his kids in his movies. Does that seem like David Lynch to you? Yeah. Okay. Final I don't answer. Know, did you know fake Captain America is Kurt Russell's son on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I knew that. Yeah. It happens. But Kurt Russell has nothing to do with Captain America. No, but he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He was a Marvel guy. <laughs> okay. Are there. you ready? Are yeah. you ready? Yeah. It was true. Nice. Cream it was corn the corn boy. that was too specific. The corn was too specific. That was I know. fucking. I, I knew you would get it. I'm not trying to trip you up. I very easily could have not got that. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Peter Martell continues having a fishuation fish situation portmanteau with the fish spontaneously appearing in the percolator whenever something bad happens in town oh that happens again i want that to be true because that makes that see those kinds of scenes are interesting like the fact that there's a fish in the percolator and they serve the coffee with the fish like that that kind of stuff i'm here for it that's interesting that's cool (laughs) that's like small town stuff and if it keeps coming back, I like that. Gosh, you know what? It's funny because it's one of these shows that's so unenjoyable to watch. And then I'm like, I mean, I like that scene. I mean, that was interesting. But it's such an unenjoyable experience to watch. It's, it is an experience to watch. 
which no, I do un, like. No, I no, unex, un, nice, unnice, not nice. No, it's a it not is nice an experience to watch. I agree, Nick. It is an experience to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to say this is true because I hope it is because I want it to be. Though the fact that I like it, I want it to be that. And you usually like things that I like. That means you might have made it up, but I want it to be true. So I'm going to say true. Final answer? Yeah. Okay. It is false. Oh, good job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That was good. See, if you were on the show as a sensible person, the show <laughs> would benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That would Laura be great. Palmer's, Laura Palmer's cousin show, shows up in town and is portrayed by the same actress that plays Laura Palmer confusing fans and most of the residents of twin peaks well she's there at the end of the third episode in the dream and she tells agent cooper who killed her so i mean david if david lynch <laughs> the stress on your face oh my god if david lynch is the kind of person who puts the set dresser onto his show because he was standing there i also feel like david lynch is the kind of person that wouldn't want the actress that plays laura to like just not have a job so it does seem like he would make up a reason for her to have to come back. And what uh -huh. other way for her to be her own cousin? I, I I think this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. It's true. He would totally do that. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about fans. He cares about his actors. Well, he does obviously give a shit about fans because he changed a lot of the show for fans. But yes, it is true, Nick. Good job. Yes. He is. Nice. A, he seems like a good person. Like. He I hate seems that. Like a crazy I hate that person, he seems like a good person, but also a yeah. good person. We're gonna find out some crazy shit about him. Watch. Not yet. He's old. He's super old. He would have had it come out by now. Honestly, that's a very fair point. He's seventy-five. Um, yeah. Between all the various Twin Peaks content, there have been many celebrity cameos, some of which include David Bowie, Will Smith, and Weird Al Yankovic. Fuck. Uh, damn it. That was just that was just too much. You, David Bowie, I was like, uh-huh. And then you said, well, some of that I said, there aren't any black people in this show. And then you said, Weird Al Yankovic is like, that can't be true. But that's so random. It could be. I don't know. I need help. I need help from the chat. All right, chat. Does Will Smith, David Bowie, and Weird Al Yankovic show up in this show? I need your help. Do you what do you think? We are calling the answer, on the chat, guys. If you already know the answer, don't say. But if we have anybody that is like me and hasn't watched all the show in the chat, please tell me what you think. Well, I about. mean, if they know the answer, they might as well tell okay, you. All right. Just I, yeah, I don't have to trust you. I barely trust the chat at all. So, yeah, right, good point. So so if you know the answer, put it in the chat. David Bowie. What does David Bowie, Will Smith and Weird Al Yankovic have in common? Maybe they were all guest stars on Twin Peaks. Nice. That was good. Look at you hosting. Yeah um this is between also just a side note this is across all twin peaks content movies season three and original marcus are you a david david lynch fan are you not da a david, I gonna david say bowie Do fan david dobrik <laughs> i david like dobrik. david bowie david he seems nice okay it looks like more people said i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna agree with You're some of these yes? people in the chat and say <laughs> yes all these people appeared on the show all together. these people here i'm gonna put this in the chat you're saying yes oh is that wrong yeah nick you're incorrect that is wrong i'm sorry everyone did you make them all down. up what do you mean did i make them all up you said there was a bunch that was true already no oh, that one. no the actors <laughs> will smith did not appear and will yankovic did not appear but david bowie is an important role in twin peaks he shows up really? for like five seconds in the movie and then is a very important player in season three. He wasn't dead when they filmed season he three? He was dead in season three. Good catch. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> oh. oh. But his okay. character's important, and it's weird. 
he's like over they they remixed dialogue that they captured when he was filming for the movie and it's strange he is referenced in twin peaks the series and then you don't see him until the movie and he is david bowie fuck it okay great it's weird give me the next okay next one years after the murder of laura palmer james finds a job doing security with a young boy from ireland who wears a glove that gives him super strength but only in that hand what did you just say Years after the murder of Laura Palmer, James, remember James, the motorcycle boy who's pouty all the time? I fucking hate James so much. He sucks. He sucks. Bobby sucks. They're one of the reasons why the show sucks so much. I don't. Bobby grows on me. He he grew on me. I don't want that storyline. Dumb storyline. I don't care. I don't care that they can't fucking play the drug dealer. Who gives a shit? The drug dealer, what is his name? Leo. Leo. Is the son of the casting person. They were just like, you look scary. You could be in three cheeks. He does look scary. He doesn't do a bad job. I just don't give a shit about that storyline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll read it again. Are you ready? Yeah. Years after the murder of Laura Palmer, James finds a job doing security with a young boy from Ireland who wears a glove that gives him super strength in that hand. Are you telling me there's time skips in this show? Or is this in season three? She, Laura, wait, Laura's dead. Yeah, wait, what? Years after her death. So, wait, so... Well, hold on. So, okay. So, hold on. So, where I'm at, Laura is dead. You're telling uh-huh. me she comes back, and then Wait, why? there's a time... S- she's dead. You said she, go- she gets a job. No, I said years after the murder of Laura Palmer, James finds a job. Oh, James finds a job. Okay. <laughs> Not Laura I was Palmer. picturing Laura... Oh, okay. I was picturing Laura doing a job. James finds a job doing security. That's are there superpowers? <laughs> are there are there superpowers in Twin Peaks? I don't know. I feel like ugh, shit. I feel like this is true only because I feel like David Lynch needed like one reason to have super strength oh, no, your for audio one cut thing, for and me. he was like, "Let me just introduce this character there really quick. Are. He's not going to be important, but we got we can break through the wall during this crucial moment." So I say it's true. You think it's true? Yes. Wait, he, just a Superman. Thing? I want it to be super clear that this show has fucked me up. I thought every single one of these has been true. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say true. final answer. Yeah. Nick, it is true. What a dumb, dumb show. Okay. Fine. He has Whatever. super strength only in the one hand. <laughs> Useless. Oh, man. And he gets into a bar fight and he punches the guy's like jaw off. It's wild. No, come on, Lexi. You got to finish the show. Lexi in the chat is saying she's not going to finish the show. Lies. It was it was the one arm. It was the one It was the one hand. Wait, that's season three. You don't have to watch season three if you don't want to. It does tie up. That makes no sense. Why would we not? Okay. I mean, some people don't. Some people don't count it as part of the main series. They're like, see, Twin Peaks was one or two. You have like people who are just firm believers. Season three. Is not part of the canon. It doesn't exist. Is is season three good? It is. It is. It is something. It is part of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I would say so far where I'm at. I'm almost done with it. Don't. You don't need to watch it unless you really want to know what goes on in Twin Peaks. Unless you want the secrets. Why wouldn't you want the secrets? Does the show set up all these fucking mystery boxes? What do you want them to be finished? Whatever. Maybe. Fucking this person and J.J. Abrams can go fucking suck themselves off. No, I like it. Okay. I just like seeing all That's the people. That's one of the things you old. hate the most. Why do you like this show? One of the things you hate the most about J.J. Abrams is all these fucking mystery boxes he leaves. No, around. I love mystery boxes. I always talk about mystery boxes and how much I love them. It's what I, like I remember you always so talked about them. I couldn't remember the context. <laughs> I couldn't remember the context was me liking them. them. I love mystery uh, boxes. I think it's a great device if if used correctly. 
So you uh, like okay. Lost? No, just because I like Lost, just because I like mystery boxes doesn't mean I like everything that has a mystery box in it. Nick, okay. Well, read the next question. <laughs> the log lady's log slowly gets larger and larger with each appearance, eventually becoming sentient and revealing who Laura's Palmer, who Laura Palmer's killer is to Coop. I want that's oh my god, Marquez. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so fucking crazy. But I've guessed true on every single one of these so far. <laughs> Have you really? No, it's not true. Yes. You got, you got a couple that it were is. right that were false. No, I did not. Oh. I've said true for every single one. Log lady, log lady. The log gets bigger. The log gets bigger. It's pretty good. It sounds right. It sounds right. I'm going to say true. It sounds too right. It sounds exactly <laughs> what. Yeah, no, I mean, but oh, you know what? I should probably say false uh -huh. because the last time I said that was same words, it was about the fish and the tank thing. And you were like, no, I made that up. I would say it's false. It's false. You made this false. One. It's too perfect. Yeah, it's too smart. You're smarter than David Lynch. This came from you. Wow. What a weird roundabout way of complimenting me. But you are right. It is false. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. After traveling to just two more. After traveling to an alternate reality, Coop falls in love with an alternate version of Audrey Horn, who is aged up with makeup. So, you know, it's not creepy that she's in high school. Who's Audrey? The daughter of the, the daughter or of the. Yes. But she's wearing makeup. So she's not underage. Yep. That's true. That's, that's just true. Bail I don't answer? think you would make that up. Yeah, 100%. That is false. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? I'm going to give you some interesting tidbits. Are you ready? During the show, Kyle MacLachlan started dating the lady who plays Bobby and Leo's girlfriend. The girl that eventually is the mom in Riverdale. Guys, check out a Riverdale episode. <laughs> yes, that lady. So he ends up dating her in real life. and he, But he didn't want Coop to have a relationship with Audrey Horn, who the show is kind of making a flirty kind of thing happen he was sure. against that happening so they changed it and they didn't have him end up in a relationship with her even though the actress is older than his actual girlfriend who is in the show also in high school is the waitress in high school you never see her in high school she's always maybe. working i feel like maybe you never see like any of them in high school oh maybe maybe she wasn't dating her i forgot who he was dating yeah. maybe he was dating someone else who was also well he might have been dating her age. but i don't think she was in high school yeah weird okay final question are you yeah. ready I was like, yeah, I guess I'm ready. Yeah. In season three, which takes place years after the events of the original series, there is an episode that only features two events. The first is a concert by Nine Inch Nails, and the second is traveling inside of a nuclear explosion. I'm sorry. I hate that I'm making you repeat these, but I need you to say that again because I feel like I missed okay. a crucial point of what you said. In season three, which takes place years after the events of the original series, there is an episode that only features two events. Only two things happen in this episode. The first is there's a concert by Nine Inch Nails. And the second is that you spend the rest of the episode inside of a nuclear explosion. Hold, please. <laughs> um, we, I think Nick is using one of his lifelines. He is looking through his phone to see if he can contact somebody. Who will Nicholas call? Can I be honest? Yeah? You're... I don't have any... I don't have any other friends that are pretentious enough to enjoy the show. <laughs> you were going to say I'm your most pretentious friend. <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized None that's like so not true. I just don't None know how your... else to quantify it. I know, I know what you mean. I like the weirdest stuff. I don't think there's, I have any friends. There's no one that's uh, into like art house. Not that I could fucking call randomly 930. You gotta call fucking... randomly. 930. It's for the podcast. All right, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me try it. Let me hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me try. I'm not going to pick up. Let's try. 
Hey, Harry, how you doing? Um, Is that good. someone pick up? Good. good. I have. Um, I'm recording my podcast. I have a quick question. Have you seen Have you seen Twin Peaks? I have. Great. Uh, are you a fan? Yeah, love it. Now, of course you are. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of it. Okay, I, I, I am playing a game. I'm playing a game of spoilers live on my episode of my podcast right now, and I'm using my last question <laughs> for my lifeline to win the game, calling you. Oh, and uh, the question is of whether or not this is true. Is it true that in the third season, there's an episode of the podcast where all that happens in that one episode is there's a Nine Inch Nails concert, and they travel inside of a nuclear explosion? In the third season? Yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't want to call you out on the podcast, but how much of the third season do you, were you? Wh- I mean, it was all, I don't even know where I ended in the seasons. I'm not lying. Like, because I, I was binging. So I don't know where one ended and one began. Mm. That's the, that's my honest truth. So I, I don't know how, I don't know how far I got, but I don't remember ever seeing that. And Nine Inch Nails to me, I mean. Does that sound made up to you? That does not sound like something. That David Lynch would do. David Lynch okay. did not use real music outside of his own works. None of his films that I know of do that. I, that I ever remember. He exclusively used composed music almost in everything he's ever done. Okay, Velvet is like basically Twin Peaks, but it's a movie, and that's it. All right, Harry, you have you have influenced my answer to this question. Right before I let you go, do you want to say anything else about Twin Peaks on my episode of the podcast? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it's the best, one of the best fucking pieces of cinema and TV ever made, and it was entirely underrated when it was made. I'm excited you're watching it, and anybody out there listening, uh, definitely do that. I myself have yeah. to catch up, and I gotta watch the last, uh, the most recent season, so yeah. Awesome. Harry, thank you so much for guesting on the podcast. I'll talk to you later, bro- brother. Bye. Awesome. That was fun. I like that. That was that was oh, I was on the edge of my seat for that. Okay, but ready? I'm gonna go with him. He seems to know this stuff better than me. So uh it sounded true to me, but I'm gonna go and this is we're four right, four wrong. This is the last one, so I'm gonna go with what he said. I'm gonna say that this is false, that you made this up. Nick, it looks like you bit the hand that feeds you because Nine Inch Nails is in Twin Peaks. And Darn this it. episode did happen, and it's the episode I hate the most out of the entire show it is so bad i hate it i hate it i hate it i feel like i was i feel like i was tortured for an hour and i i did not like it but did you appreciate the david lynch of it all i as harry said as harry said the one of the best pieces of cinema ever he went to film school for nyu you can tell Uh, i knew that was the right call but also i I was gonna say i was like i i appreciate him helping you out on the podcast but David Lynch does use a lot of bands. He, every episode of season three features an indie band in it or not Nine indie because Dinosaur Nails is not indie. Exactly. Yeah. But every episode I mean, ends with a band performing at the bar. Oh, that, oh weird. or begins because Dinosaur Nails is the only one that begins with it that way. The rest end that sure, way. Sure, sure. Weird. What is this? A fucking any of the TV shows from the fucking 2000s where they like Buffy, they make the bronze charm. Yeah. They make one of the girls like own a yeah, nightclub yeah. so they can have a band every episode so they can try I, to sell songs. I, I don't know. It works in the same way that the long, slow intro works. It's just like something about it. It's just like, yeah, I know the episode, end of the episode is coming and some of the songs are pretty good. The music on this show is wild. Like all, all the orchestral 
compositions, whoever's making the music for the show, it was fucking, it was so weirdly like a movie in a TV show. Like, I don't know if I liked it, but it was very apparent. It was very interesting. The music. Yeah. The music. Like in grand the show sweeping is... music yes. for like small things. And I'm like, this, is this Titanic? What is this? It was weird. <laughs> he uses scores a lot in the, in the show. Like yeah. Laura Palmer has her own theme. So anytime something sad's happening, mm. it's like the Laura Palmer theme comes in. and. Sometimes it's like, I don't know, it, it, I get what you're saying, where it feels like David Lynch sometimes is mocking the viewer a little bit for enjoying television, I guess. A little tidbit about Twin Peaks that I forgot to mention, I do want to mention, because I know we're getting like, not towards the end necessarily, but we're, we're, we're no, inching no, 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 we're getting it. towards the end. You can please <laughs> go ahead. So this is based on a true story i'm doing air quotes but mark frost had a local legend about a young girl who went missing and the people in his town would often refer to her and be like oh don't be like her because she you know she was like the the prom queen and actually she was into all this drugs and mischief and and all this stuff so a lot of the facts, a lot of the parts of the show that involve Laura Palmer's life and she, what she was getting into are based on a story that Mark Frost was told as a kid, warning him against the dangers of like drugs and alcohol and stuff, hmm. which is weird. That's actually yeah. really interesting. I think when you mentioned Laura right now, it reminded me of the fact that while I was watching, especially the first two episodes of how confused I was of the relationship between Laura, her best friend and James. Yeah. And for most of that first episode, which is an hour and a half, I thought they were a thruple. <laughs> That's and understandable. I was, and I was so disappointed that they weren't because that would have been some like weird, fucked up, like, mm -hmm. like they were, I thought it was going to be like a culty, like sex thing. And it was like all that, like, yeah. But it was like, oh no, you were just in love with your best friend's boyfriend. And as soon as she died. Oh yeah. There's a really messed up line where Laura, um, not Laura. God, what's her name? What is her name? She not Shelly. Donna. I always forget Donna's name. I don't know why. She's very beautiful. She's a good actress. I should not forget her name. I think it's because they gave her character nothing to do. So she's like the <laughs> boring character. That's why you can't remember her. But Donna Hayward. I think she might have been the one that Kyle McLaughlin was dating. I'm not sure. But Donna Hayward. She. Yeah. She says. She's like, oh, I'm so I know I shouldn't be feeling this way. But I'm so excited. I'm so happy. It was. They dated. Yes. Okay. She said that she was so happy that her friend died because then she could date her boyfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is the show? It's it's wild. It is weird. It is a crazy time. But I feel like it's one of those shows that if you stick with it, it grows on you. It kind of gives you Stockholm Syndrome a little bit. And you end up loving it and hating it in weird ways. And it can be confusing. Are you supposed to... Is this intelligent? Is this all dumb? Is this a metaphor? What does it mean? One thing I do like is David Lynch doesn't tell you what it means. He he's constantly asked on interviews like, hey, what's this? What's that? And he's like, I made the show and I want people to interpret it as they see fit. I don't want to give you an answer for anything. I do appreciate that because I do hate when like, who's the director that just made that movie? Mother? A couple years oh, ago? Fuck. It wasn't Lynch. It was the, the other pretentious fucking fucker. The one that's that makes Aaron the real stuff is Aaron Aronofsky. 
he will fucking sit you down and tell you what his whole fucking movie means and it's fucking annoying as shit yes he's like 100%. so mother is mother earth and the other person's god and then you blah, blah, blah. yeah and, and then he fucking burns someone alive that looks like his ex-girlfriend and it's like uh, what what is happening in this movie dude this is just fucked up did you see mother i did not watch mother i do not want to watch mother i've avoided it I, I hate it. You I've should watch it. It's one of the worst it. movies ever. I've met a lot of people who love it. I've met a lot of people who hate it. And I just, I can't. I'm good. I don't want to watch you it. Def- you should definitely watch it. If I didn't hate it so much, I would give it to you on the podcast. I get that. But yeah, I, I like, I, I think, I think all these things are interesting to me. I like totally want to know about the one-armed guy, the log lady. I totally want to know why he has this weird connection to Tibet. Why I yeah. want to know what these dreams mean. But like, the show is such a slog. Like it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel fun for me at the end of the day. But I will say that a lot of aspects of it are super interesting. I, I get why people are drawn to it. I think it's just the way I consume media. I I, I accept most things when I watch them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I never feel like I'm wanting for something different. Yeah. Like if it's done well, I don't care if it's the same thing over and over again. That's fine for me. You know, I'm not one of those people. So I don't think this show's for me. I get that. I, I totally, totally understand that there are a lot of people out there that like that they're okay with the same kind of content. I mean, like Darren all the time. I mean, me too. Like D- Darren will sure, like, sure. It's not find a, a rom-com or something. And yeah. she's like, that's what I want. That's where I'm comfortable. For me, it's horror movies. I like going, it's I like watching night. horror Let's movies. Laugh. It makes me it's feel comfortable. Let's be scared. Yeah. But yeah, it's whatever. But some people don't like to be, don't like this content. And I, I totally understand yeah. that. And there's nothing wrong with not liking Twin Peaks. It doesn't make you like sure. an idiot I think if or I, whatever. I think if Netflix existed and Twin Peaks was on there and we were in high school, I don't know. I might have devoured the show. I might have. Yeah. I think it would have been different back then because I was want for that weird thing. I did feel alone and empty in the world. And I did yeah. you know want something different, want to be challenged in a specific way. Now I'm 31. <laughs> I forget I'm 31 all the time. I keep saying I'm 30. I don't I like don't want it to be true. Yeah. But I I'm I'm not I'm not in that place where I need to be like I like to be challenged, but I, I also want I, I'm also old enough now where I want to know there's an answer at the end, you know? Yeah. Like I, I like get I, that. I'll have trouble watching a show if it if it's like, oh it got canceled, then I'm not gonna watch it. Like it's yeah. never finished, you know? I'd rather watch something to its completion. So there are a lot that of being people sa- who... that being said, like sorry, okay. if that being said, <sighs> There is a realm of possibility where, you know, I I sat with this show over the course of the next couple months and I was like, you know, one more. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I think we have to talk about the dream sequence a little bit. That'll and that'll be it. Yeah. David Lynch. That, oh, side note. Weird. Also, David Lynch, he saw apparently he saw a woman running out of the woods, like in her underwear or naked, and she was like beat up and, and looked terrified and he just formed it was a very traumatizing moment for him and he formed this whole story yeah i think so he formed this whole story about her in his head and that's also a part of where this comes in there's a woman that runs in in episode three i think it was episode three or two she comes in and she's in her underwear she comes out of the woods she came from a train track or whatever yeah that's exactly what that is oh see that's interesting and if i felt like there was like a payoff (laughs) But I would be like, oh. I think a lot of people also feel the way you did, right? Like this is something, something very popular because people were getting behind it. People were like, okay, cool. I want to know what the mystery is. And, and it's then something the weird. Show it's different. Became 
not about the mystery and it lost a lot of people and then people were getting upset people were writing in like i said earlier people wanted the show to reveal the mystery and then when david lynch gave people what they wanted it wasn't what they wanted it wasn't enough and then you know you can't make everybody happy he tried saving yeah. the show like a million times and he couldn't so i get it and a lot of people feel the way that you did you know yeah but there is the the show i so to lift the veil, Marcus told me to watch episode one and two. I did. I said, great. So I went on Hulu. I watched the first I, I, on Hulu. Episode one mm-hmm. is one dash pilot. And then episode two is two dash the name of the, whatever the episode is. And I watched that. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, Dream Seekers. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, did you watch this? And I said, no. And he's like, oh, I fucked up. And honestly, I don't think it was really a fuck up. I think because... The first episode is called Pilot, and then episode two is called the name of the episode slash episode, episode one. one. And then yeah. the third episode is called episode two. And that's so, not what it says on Hulu, which is So why I Nick it. ended up watching episode three, which is called episode two. <laughs> right, which has this weird, infamous look. I don't, honestly, I only know it's infamous because I've seen the Red Room in memes and in images. Yeah. However, I don't know if it's because it keeps coming back or if this is all it is. I don't know. But we can't talk about what I watched, which was Kyle McLaughlin's fucking Agent Cooper's weird ass fucking dream. Yeah. This you I wanted start. you to watch the scene. Not even the whole episode, but I definitely wanted to make sure that you saw the scene in context of the show because this is the show is already weird at this point, but it's it's a it's a weirdness that is is realistic and relatable, and at this point it's just fucking off the rails it's still in a dream sequence so you're kind of like okay maybe it's just a dream but this is the point where the reality and and the fantasy of it start to collide and start to overlap mm-hmm. so see i see, i mean now that i know that that's going to happen it does make me more interested i do like magical realism i do like mm-hmm. the the mixing between lines is this real is it not is this magic yeah. is it not is it coincidence i do like that it's oh. weird watching old shows because you don't think about media in the way that it, like it comes out every week. They can change things between episodes. Like a lot of times they're yep. reshooting scenes or rewriting scripts between episodes to appeal to what people are saying. Like there was a yep. lot of fan involvement back in the day. If something was really, really popular, you could voice yep. your opinion and ha- actively change a show, which is a weird thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens a lot in soaps, right? Like they get mad, yeah. a character gets killed off, so they come back, or vice versa, you know. But yeah, I don't. What am I supposed to? I don't know, Marcus. Fucking tell me what I'm supposed to. Just tell me what I'm supposed to take away from this dream sequence, because I don't fucking no! know. Who's this? Who's this I man? Why like is he David dancing? Lynch, I can't tell you what happens in the dreams. What does it mean? I don't know. We have to interpret that for ourselves. I want you to tell me what ourselves. you. When you but first saw say, this, what did you think it meant? I thought I was like, yes, this is what I'm here for. I have made it to the thing that I want out of Twin Peaks. I want the weird. I want the strange. I want to see a strange man dancing. I want to see everyone talking backwards. That is what I like. I like weird shit. I like to feel off. I like to feel perturbed by my media. I want to know. I don't want to know what's going on all the time. I want to be disturbed. And I liked this a lot. I thought that this was a great scene. It was interesting. It was artistic. It was well done. And I don't know what it means necessarily, but within the context of the show, it's it does make sense. So you're sitting here telling me all these people are super important, like this guy with the speech about the devil and this guy who now I know he was a set dresser 
and this this uh, short man who loves to dance and this cousin who whispers the secret to him it all makes sense in the end it all matters is that what you're telling me no i i will it's david lynch and i cannot he does not wrap things up into a neat package where it's like ah yes all of it made sense i mean who does who who that makes crazy content really wraps it up in the end anyway i feel like everyone loses sight of it lost what everyone was mad at lost for having it be purgatory but then not purgatory well, the the reason that was fucking messed up is because it just was purgatory, but it just got so big that that wouldn't have been a good enough answer. You know? <laughs> yeah, like you can't watch when, that show and tell me that that yes. wouldn't have been purgatory. When it was things are crazy or get so big that they don't have an answer, it just it it's hard to appeal to everybody. I was just watching a show. I think it's called The Outsider. It's like a based on the Stephen King book. It's about a murder that happens, but then the murderer dies, and the murderers continue. So you're like, okay, obviously it wasn't that guy, but the murderer was running around with his face. How does that happen? Is it aliens? Whatever. And I just got bored because I was like, I don't care. Like, it's aliens. Great. I don't give a shit. Why give me the answer so quickly? Or why, you know, not that it was aliens necessarily. I guess I didn't finish the show, so I don't know what it was. But something about it just made me, the way it was being presented. It probably would have been aliens. (laughs) The way it was being presented in such a conventional way, there was nothing weird about the show. It was just like a cop show. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to watch this. And that's yeah. that's the difference between like what someone would expect of a normal show with weird stuff in it. And this show, it's just like it feels like a weird, weird show that's trying to be normal and just doesn't know how to figure it out. <laughs> it's a weird show that's trying to be normal. That's actually a really great way of explaining Twin Peaks. That's actually really great. I think that's a weird it's like a weird person trying to be normal. It's like a weird thing trying to be normal. That's honestly, I think that's really concise. Thank you. That's totally what it feels like. An hour and a half to get there, but I did. (laughs) Oh, yes. So I don't know. I I like the dream sequence because I like weird shit. I like things that make me feel off. And I don't necessarily at the end of the show. I know I'm not going to have an answer. I haven't finished season three yet. I have like two or three episodes left. And I know that I'm not going to get a clear answer. Like, this is what this means. This is what this means. This is what this means. And honestly, that's okay. I'm okay with not having an answer to that. I liked the experience. I liked the journey. And at the end of it, whatever. I had a good time. What do you think of the dream sequence? Were you like, no, thank you. Get me out of here. I don't want I feel like you want me to say more, but I'm so flummoxed by the show. Like, I don't even have anything to say because it's like, I don't even know, man. After three episodes of this (laughs) slog and then I get a weird monologue from this guy and then another guy and then they're sitting in chairs and fucking Agent Cooper is wearing old man makeup. And mm-hmm. honestly, he's aged better than the makeup, so I don't even know how to feel. It's so weird to see. <laughs> and it got this this guy. I don't know. It looks like hell. It looks like it's supposed to be hell. Maybe he's the devil. I thought maybe he went to hell. Like, he's an old man and he's in mm-hmm. hell and he was talking to Laura. But then it wasn't Laura because it was her cousin. And then there was a weird shadow that walked across the, the wall. And I was like, who's walking in? And I was like, are they walking down to hell? Is this people coming into purgatory? Is he like, is, uh-huh. he, is, he, is he like fucking blurring the line between life and death to try to talk to laura but again that's not what i thought was happening because then i realized it wasn't laura it was her cousin and then they were talking weird so it was like there's a disconnect about like talking Mm -hmm. to the after or maybe it was the past and he was in the future bro i don't even fucking know i don't have a concise thought and i usually do i'm usually like okay this is what i think this is what happened but i'm like no not on this but i'm like i don't know i have no idea it's it's so interesting because i feel like that's 
that's what the show does to you. It just sets, it puts you off. It makes you think. And honestly, I don't think anyone has the right answer. I think it has something to do with like nu- the nuclear explosion tests they did in New Mexico. I think that's what we were watching in the Nine Inch Nails episode. And somehow that has set off a series of events that has introduced uh, magical elements into the world. I don't, I don't know. What the so this whole show on. is to tell you that nuclear explosions are bad. Great. Thanks, David. Lynch. Yeah, pretty much the whole show. <laughs> you succeeded. But OK, Nick, I'm going to ask you the questions. Are okay. you ready? I, I am indeed ready. Did you like the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. No, I... What no, I think I said it. I, it just it just wasn't it wasn't I was just more angry than anything. I just wanted I, I don't need answers to things right away, but I need to know that the questions I'm asking are important. Uh-huh. Why? Why? I, I'm so interested. I knew this show was going to make you angry. Like, I 100 yeah. percent knew that going into yeah. this, you were going to be I, angry at the show. Yeah. Why? Why does, does content like this always make you angry? Because I need to know that it's like on purpose. I need to know it's not random. I don't. I feel, you know what it is? I, I have depression and I have anxiety and like my, my head works in such finites. You know, this, it works in black mm-hmm. and whites. Yes. And no's rights and wrongs. It's how I think it's how I am. It's how I am as a person and a being. So when, a, when something, a media comes up and it's like, and I'm like, no, no, is this, is this just stupid? If this is just stupid, then I can laugh. Great. Is this, am I supposed to be invested? Fine, then to make me invested. Am I supposed to ask questions? I will ask questions and I will be intrigued. Am I supposed to just be here for the ride? Great, I will do that. But when a tone shifts so much and it doesn't like pick away, it doesn't like pick a, pick it, like it's not just weird, right? That's not what mm-hmm. the show's doing. It's also trying to say something, but I don't know how to parcel out the difference between them and that just pisses me off. Like I hate it. It like gives me anxiety. That's why. Got it. I understand. I yeah, Yeah. that makes sense to me. I don't know. That's me guessing though. I don't know. I'm sure my my fucking therapist would have different things to say. (laughs) Okay, Nick. I'm sure. I'm sure the trauma of the abandonment for my father has a lot to play into (laughs) fucking how I view media or some shit. Would you? I'm sure David Lynch has an opinion. Would you recommend the show? No. What? (laughs) Absolutely. Who? Not anybody. No. Uh uh-uh. uh, any any friends that I have that I think would enjoy this have already watched it and don't need my input from it. And any ones that haven't watched it, there has been a reason, and I would not subject them. To this. <laughs> also, it's just so hard because it's just an investment, right? Like it's take it took you mm-hmm. nine times to get invested, and then it had yeah. to be a pandemic, and your bubble had to watch it for you to like get through it. It's just like yeah. I like art, I really do, but. I like going to a museum for a couple hours or reading a book of short stories or reading a small novel. There's a reason I haven't read War and Peace, bro. There's a reason. <laughs> I just, I can get the time. I don't, I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm sure the pros are fucking great. I'm sure I have a lot to take away from it, but I, I have to live my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for me, the, the major thing about the show is that I have fun watching it. I don't have fun watching most shows. I, if I'm being honest, like anime captures my funness i feel like a lot of times i'll be like oh anime is fun but most traditional tv shows i feel like i'm not having a fun time watching them i i don't disagree with reasons yeah i don't disagree with i i don't watch a lot of regular shows like yeah when i when i start watching lucifer 
I'm not watching Lucifer because I need to tune in every week. I don't watch Lucifer because I think it's great, it's great TV. I put on Lucifer because I needed something in the background while I was doing something else, and it was it was serviceable. You know, 100%. I don't watch NCIS. I don't watch fucking CSI. I don't watch the newest sitcom on ABC, The Unicorn, or or whatever. I don't, I don't watch oh, that God. shit. Do you know the, what the Unicorn is about? It's about a, a guy whose wife died, and he's a good guy, right? Darren and I make fun of that show every time we see it. it it's the dumbest premise of a show I've ever fucking seen. Uh, That's real the premise, quick, right? it's a it's a regular looking guy, like not even a hot actor, just a regular guy. Yeah. And the whole yeah. premise of the show is, oh my god, how could this guy be single? Like, how could he be single? He's nice. He's kind. He has a good job. He's so handsome. That's the whole fucking premise of the show. It's stupid. I hate it. It makes me mad. That's that's what makes me mad. Stuff like that. Boring. I don't disagree. Run of the mill bullshit that you see a thousand copies of. That's what makes me mad about media. And Twin Peaks, for me, was a breath of fresh air because something that's different than everything else. Yeah, I mean, I feel that some way. Like when that first season of Riverdale came out and it was just different. And I was like, cool, this is great. And then I was like, oh, now it's the same. And I don't want it anymore. I get it. I'm the same. What's, what's the third question? Are you going to keep watching? I don't know, man. I like you have intrigued me with the spoilers game and with the talk. And like, uh-huh. I, I do want to know like where bad shit, crazy shit. This uh, The honest truth is I'm just watching so many things. I just got a new mm-hmm. job and it's like free. Am I? Yeah. New job of being a podcast host. Uh, just subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I just don't know if I have the capacity to slog through the show. Maybe someday. Maybe if there's another pandemic, oh god, <laughs> and then become unemployed for another eight months, then possibly. It's been That's fun watching the show on a weekly basis. I feel like you, everyone binges everything. I mean, that is fun. That is nice. It's been kind of nice watching it as it was originally intended. Watching these three episodes back to back was tough. Yeah, I get that. Because considering one of them is like two hours long, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Nick, now it's your turn to give me a challenge for next week. Marcus! Okay, I've waited for this day for so long. Okay. I've waited for this day for years. Oh, no. There has been time and time again where I've wanted to give you this challenge, but circumstances meant that I could not. Okay. I had, and I needed Lexi to remind me that this was the challenge because I had forgotten it earlier in the show. I was like, what was supposed to be my challenge? I remember now. (laughs) I I have talked to all parties involved. We got the go-ahead to do this. Marcus, next week, here, on Twitch, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash Patreon, or twitch.tv slash NotTryThisCast. We will be doing one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, no. No. The movie. What are we doing? Moulin Rouge. Oh, what? Oh, that's exciting. Okay. It's happening, Oh, man. Dude, that whole time, I was like, are we doing musical improv? How are we doing musical improv? Is he going to join me in musical improv? Would he leave me alone to do musical improv? Am I going to have to be at the Magnet Theater during musical improv? That's that's what was going through my head the whole fucking someday. time. I was like, someday. please, no. Okay. Someday, someday. But no, Moulin Rouge, baby. It is time Woo. for some Nicole Kidman, okay. Ewan McGregor action. I'm good. Get ready. I'm excited. You I'm should genuinely be. excited. You this should will be. be a good one. I'm excited for you to watch it. <laughs> Next All week. All right, guys, you can... Oh, go ahead. Now I was gonna say next week I'm gonna have like five people in my house, (laughs) so we'll do it. Oh, (laughs) it's gonna be fun. 
It's going to be fun. Uh, honestly, if you do watch it with a bunch of people, maybe you watch it a second time on your own so you can just <laughs> soak it all Take in. it in. Take it in. Okay. Yeah, but cool. guys, you can get at us everywhere at Now Try This Cast. Please join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Now Try This Cast. You can always join our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash Now Try This Cast. And also, leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Woo. We love the kind words. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys, for joining tonight. That was a wild ride. I hope you appreciate it. Thanks for everybody for sticking around. It's nice to see those numbers. Love you all. Now go out there and try some things. Good, Good night. night. Good night. I keep having the sock in my hand. Oh, wait. Freeze frame. Are you ready? One, two, three. Friends get together so they can try things. Have you seen that musical at all? The one that Dexter starred in? Like his like last thing he did, Lazarus? Mm, no. Was it good? Did you watch it? Actually, yeah. The girl that's in Be- Beetlejuice was in it. It was her first like rise to fame. Mm. It's about like a, a, a man being an astronaut and going to the moon and leaving his family behind. Oh. I don't okay. know, I'll send you some clips.